0: thing of sun lotion. So go to page1books.com. Page one with the number one. So page1books.com and check out my page one books summer bundle. Buy it as a gift to housewarming if you actually go somewhere or just give it to yourself. Everybody needs a treat. We've had a long spring. <laughs> page1books.com. Welcome to day three of my second week of my July book blast. So I guess technically this is day day eight of my July book blast. And <laughs> today is Beach Reads Wednesday. I love Beach Reads. I wish I had more time to just sit on the beach and read, as I'm sure we all do. But instead of that, I'm offering up all these amazing Beach Read books, which you should definitely check out this summer and beyond. Jane L. Rosen is the author of Eliza Starts a Rumor. She's also the author of Nine Women, One Dress. She is a screenwriter and a Huffington Post contributor. She lives in New York City and Fire Island with her husband and three daughters. Welcome, Jane. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thank you for having me. I'm a
1: big fan. I think you know that because you must see my name at two o'clock every day. It's the governor at 11 and Zibby at (laughs) 2.
0: So funny. So, Eliza Starts a Rumor. Let's talk about your book. It's coming out. I'm not sure when I'm releasing this exact transcript, but it's coming out next week when we're talking, which is so exciting. And you have a big event coming up with Katie Couric. First of all, how did that happen? That's exciting at McNally Jackson. It's exciting, but she's a friend of mine, in all
1: fairness. And she's just a very supportive friend. She loves my books and my writing. And she writes a lot too. And we pass it back and forth. And I was just so happy that she agreed to interview me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, if she wants to be on my podcast too, you just send her my way, you know. I will.
1: I will <laughs> writing a biography. So. Oh, well, there you go. You'll have her soon.
0: Back to you. Eliza yes. <laughs> <starts> a live the rumor. <laughs> Can you please tell listeners what this book is about? Sure. The book is really
1: about female friendship and about women supporting women. But at the basis of it, it's a, a woman who is an empty nester And runs a bulletin board, kind of like the Upper East Side bulletin board or mama's groups and all these different things that are all over the country. And she's feeling a little irrelevant and she has agoraphobia, which is a funny thing. The timing of it is kind of funny with this because we've all been staying home so much and I could almost relate to her even more than I ever did. But anyway, she starts a rumor to liven things up on this bulletin board and basically, you know, tumbles into many different people's lives. And it's, you know, at turns funny and at turns difficult because it explores all the very common problems that different women have. And it's different age groups. One of the women is 48, one is 38, one is 28. So it's a whole intergenerational female exploration.
0: I don't know anyone who's ever started a rumor, so I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't think anybody would be able to relate to this book at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's funny because, you know, gossip as a topic doesn't get discussed that much, even though it sort of is a currency among women, if you will, right? Like it's how people you know, you, you almost trade on that information to become closer. I see like my little kindergartner daughter, you know, <laughs> starting know. to do it. And it's an interesting way to sort of enter into different friend groups. I know it's on a, a site, my bulletin board, but, but still like the idea of it, of what does gossip do for us? What does it do for women is sort of an interesting topic.
1: Well, you know, it, it's a little bit of a thrill, right? Like sometimes, You don't want to admit it, but gossiping, it's like interesting somehow, even though you know you shouldn't be doing it. You know, how many times have you said to someone, oh, you can't tell anyone this? You kind of have, right? And then you think they probably do. So it just, you could see how something spins out of control so quickly.
0: I know. I feel like my memory is like not what it used to be. So now I'm like, I can't say anything because I'm not going to remember what's a, I don't remember what secret, what are secrets and what are not secrets. And, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I told someone something personal the other day. And then I said, don't tell anyone. Cause it was like about one of my kids. It wasn't even my thing to tell. And her husband walked in like three minutes later and she just Told him, and I was like, "Oh my god! I I just told you not to tell anyone." It's definitely a bad idea, but this is more of a random kind of thing. Like she starts a rumor that she doesn't think is true, just on the bulletin board to liven things up. It's not talking about someone she knows,
0: right? So I
1: know it's fun, though. It has its moments of laughter and
0: fun. And how did you get the idea for this book?
1: You know, it's funny. I was at my last book talk for Nine Women, One Dress and when you do talks like this, this is the first one for me for this book but when you, you do these talks you start to get like you hear it gets a little boring for yourself if you repeat the same talk over and over again it was the last talk and I just decided to just wing it and just change things up a bit and I even gave out like some little juicy tidbits about the book like that something really maybe was kind of true in it or whatever and as a joke I said it's like these mom's bulletin boards where you could say anything you want and people to act like it's not on the internet and then no one's gonna repeat it. Have you noticed that? So true. It's hysterical. They'll just say like anything and it just anything goes. But of course everyone else is reading it. So anyway, I started talking about it and all the women like it was in New Jersey and they're like, We belong to this one, we belong to that one, and they say this and they say that and there was and all of a sudden I'm like, that's my next book. Right (laughs) while I was up on the podium speaking. (laughs) I like wrote notes the whole
0: way home. (laughs) Are you in any message groups yourself?
1: Well, now I am, of course, because
0: I had to research, research. right? Yes.
1: But I I tried so hard never to steal even one line from any of them because I just didn't want to, you know, be pillaging. But yeah, I'm in the Upper East Side one. But I live downtown, but I brought my kids up on the Upper East Side. I'm in What Would Virginia Woolf Do?, which is really how I started getting into this. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's kind of neat. It's like 30,000 women, but they just took it offline and made it into something else that you belong to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm in a few of them because mostly because of this and like the, the LA mommies are mentioned in the book and they're doing a book club with me over the summer, which is fun. And some other places like moms behaving badly and yeah, people are just into it.
0: I felt like the first time I joined a message group was when I was pregnant with twins. So now this is like, you know, over 13 years ago. And the amount of information and the pace at which people are sharing, it's like, it's really unbelie- <laughs> unbelievable. Right. It's just like, you know, it's like a, the, some people are just sitting there all day doing it. It's, it's pretty astounding. Yes. Like, it's like, but also
1: you could ask something, uh, you know, like even in, like in the middle of the night, if you had like. Something wrong. Your son had a rash. It's literally, I feel like you could say, What is this rash? And then 16 women will say, It's epitaico, it's this, it's that people are like insomniacs looking
0: at like you just get any answer to anything. It's true. It's like a it's like a a twenty-four hour helpline. Community supported (laughs) helpline. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, but there was a big
1: controversy, you know, on the upper east side one recently. I heard that
0: I heard that. I haven't like taken the time to dig deep into what exactly happened, but it was
1: about, like, a moderator being—they wanted to add a Black moderator and make things more equal. And it was a whole argument with the current—I don't know. I really don't pay that much attention to it now because I'm on to my next book. <laughs> but, but it's it's an interesting concept. It really is.
0: So you obviously did research by going into different message groups. How what What else was part of the process of writing Eliza Starts a Rumor?
1: Well, there are some serious things touched upon in the book, and I had to really research that. So the main character, Eliza, this is not really giving anything away, because right at the beginning, you find out she's agoraphobic. And the reason why she is agoraphobic comes out as the book goes along. So I did, I don't want to give anything away, but I did a lot of research just in, just women going through a certain you know, different things and how they reacted and how it carries with them. And there's a whole me too section, me too moment of the book. And like, how would it feel if your husband was accused of me too kind of thing? And that took a lot of research, but I guess that's, and then there's, oh, there's a whole cheating thing also. And <laughs> I researched that, which is funny because when you research something like cheating, every like time you turn on your computer, it's like, Do you want to spy on your spouse? Ten times, (laughs) and he's cheating. Like, if anyone was to look at my computer, they'd be like, oh, this poor woman. Husband's (laughs) awful. And my husband's wonderful. So it's like
0: (laughs) the the internet thinks he's awful. (laughs) (laughs) And how long did it take to write? Like, where did you go to write it? Did you write at home? Do you like to go out to write? How did it differ from your last book? Like, how did you approach that one versus this one?
1: Well, my last book was really complicated because it had, like, 17 different narrators. and it was about this dress and it was let's say over a four-month period I I literally had to like put the dress where the dress was on a calendar because it was too confusing like you know what I mean like I just couldn't I kept on where's the dress now I kept on losing it so this was a lot easier for me to write it was you know wasn't all these different voices and took me kind of just came right out of me the first draft like only like four months really I write mostly at home in the mornings very early like writing first thing in the morning to me is the best my brain is clear I'm not yet thinking about you know the to-do list and all of that and I try and do that for like as long as I can and then basically I'll go out do whatever it is I have to do do errands and then in the afternoon maybe I'll walk into I live in New York City so I'll go into like a different coffee shop or just to get out a little because like if not, I could just stay in. I hate to say it. I could stay in my bed and write for like three straight days. So that's not that's not a healthy situation,
0: right? There's no no lack of material just going out the door in the city. I mean, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You pay attention on the subway. Oh, the subways like a plethora of, of <laughs> material.
0: And I read an interview you did a while back where it seemed like the title of the book was actually going to be the Hudson Valley. Women's yes. Community Board. I hope I got that right. Hudson Valley Ladies Bulletin Board. Bulletin Board, sorry. Mm-hmm. So tell me about changing the title and, and how that all that all came about. You know, I have a new publisher from
1: last Time, a new editor, new agent, new everything. And they called me one day. I was at lunch with my friends from college. And maybe it was my agent that called me. And she's like, they want to change the title to Eliza Starts a Rumor. And I always take a little while to get used to things. But at first I was like, what? Like, I was just... I couldn't believe it. But and of course it's it's up to you. And the like I used to be a screenwriter. When you're a screenwriter, nothing is up to you. They could change the title to like four women go to Mars. And I'd have to be like, okay. But you know, (laughs) like this is really kind of you, you could say no. But I thought, you know what? They're so much smarter than me about this. And if they think that this is the right idea, I'm just gonna go with what they think. And I did, and then Within like a week or two, I was like, yeah, this title it's much better. You know, it's not limited, really. And it's interesting. And it focuses on Eliza, who really is the main character, even though there are three other women and one man that are, you know, pretty much follow their stories as well. But yeah, they changed the name and I was fine with it. And the cover, everything changed.
0: Oh, my gosh. Tell me about your screenwriting and how you got started in that. I had an idea
1: for a script. And this is a really good story because it means like anybody could do this because it was, you know, anyone could find time to read. Well, you could also find time to write. So (laughs) I had an idea. My kids were younger and I signed up for this Gotham Writers Workshop screenwriting. I think it was like eight weeks to being a screenwriter or something. And I went one night a week, you know, no big deal. And I wrote this script, right? It was called Confessions of a Dog Walker. I write the script. And fast forward a couple of months and a lot of back and forth and stress, whatever. And, oh, I don't want to say the name. I'll say Miramax bought the script. And it was crazy, right, to write your first script and sell it to, you know, you no, know, I don't want to say his name. You can say his name. It's Harvey always- Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was pretty exciting. And there was a lot of rewrites and all of that. And it never, as with many scripts, it never got made. So I was writing screenwriting for a long time. And I loved it. I love the visualization of everything. I love writing that way. But I wanted my stories to be heard. So I wrote Nine Women, One Dress, kind of thinking, okay, I'll write the book and maybe it'll be made into a movie. And Hallmark has optioned it, so we'll see. But Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's what, you know, it was just, I think even now I write very visually like a screenwriter somewhat.
0: Oh, that always helps. And, you know propelling the narrative forward when you can see it all in your head, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. And with dialogue, of course. So,
1: Yes, the dialogue. Yeah, they're just very different crafts, though. Like, everyone in screenwriting, they would say something to me like, could you have them meet when they're young? The two main characters, like the love. And I'll go, I said, okay. And I'll rewrite the whole thing with them meeting while they were young. Come back with the next draft, like however many weeks later. They read the whole thing. They come back to me. There's like six people working on a movie. They're like, could you have them not meet when they're young? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we do it. It's like a crazy thing. And with the editing in the book world, it's just been, I love it. It's been, I love editing. I love my last editor and this editor and it's just a great collaboration.
0: And did you always love to write? Is this something that's you've loved to do your entire life or is it something that's come more recently? Or
1: When I was a little kid, like sixth grade, seventh, like that age, I loved to write and I got a lot of attention for it like in elementary school and stuff, they would bring my work around. And then I don't know what happened. Like, I just kind of lost my way with it. I guess I was more interested in like finding a job that I could support myself and live on my own in New York City and the whole thing. And I didn't major in that and I didn't pursue it. And I went into the garment center, which was very helpful with nine women, one dress. But And then when I had kids and I was home with them, I started writing again. So I wrote children's books and then I broke into the screenwriting thing. But there was definitely a big gap where I didn't, I wish I went to college and studied English and writing and, and all of that. And I, you know, but you don't know, right? No,
0: you can't do it again. That, this is the way yeah. it happened. That, I don't know. And
1: no one tells you, like, I look at my kids and say, like, you're good at this, you're good at that. It doesn't mean they're going to end up doing it. But I feel like my mother was just like, I shouldn't pay any attention to my school or anything. She was just like, oh, great, you're graduating. And oh, great, you got into college. You know, it's just <laughs> different now. It's funny. So are you working on anything new? Yes, I am. But it doesn't have a title
0: yet. I don't know. Wait. I don't, don't want to. You don't want to jinx it? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it'll come out not next summer, but the summer after. And it's with Berkeley. So it's all, like, it's all, you know, oh, you already set. already sold, it's sold it and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, congratulations.
1: Yeah. It's a fun, it's like more of a romance. There's romance in Eliza's Dr. Rumor, too, but just a small part of it. Interesting.
0: Having had the success that you've had, what advice do you have to aspiring authors?
1: I would say just keep writing because, I mean, I didn't publish my book till I was 50. So if I would have given up, like sometimes I felt like this is ridiculous. It's almost embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like you're writing and writing and nothing's really happening. Like I sold things, but And I wrote a bunch of scripts and, you know, so just don't give up. I think that's the main thing. Just keep writing and don't give up. And eventually something's going to stick. And when the first thing gets turned down, write something else, put it down, start with something else, go in different directions. You know, that's my advice. Awesome. And congratulations to you too. You just did you have a children's book
0: picked up? I did, yeah. <laughs> so exciting. So I know. Exciting. It feels kind of silly because I've been trying to write a novel for like two and a half years and then like my children's book sells. So, you know, life is weird. <laughs> I don't think
1: it's that silly. I wrote children's books first years ago and now we're sending them around and they never, and I sent them to everybody back then. So like mine was the opposite, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It doesn't matter.
0: No, I'm thrilled, though. Great. No, I don't mean to doubt. Yeah. I mean, I am thrilled. It'll be yeah. great. I'm excited for that to happen. It feels very far away, but yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Jane. Thanks for coming on Moms Now Time to Read Books. Thanks thank for you. telling us more about Eliza Starts a Rumor. Now I will think of you and hold my tongue for gossiping a little more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's hardly anything well, that happens. Well, publish it yeah. on, on the internet. You'll be okay. <laughs> no. That was where she really went wrong. I feel like the gossip also, there's nothing even to talk about what happens. I mean, nobody, I, I don't know. It's not like there's even a group anymore. Where <laughs> oh, no, it's spread there's out,
1: nothing you know? to gossip about now. What are you going to say?
0: Exactly. There's My nothing. Milk expired. Yeah, I mean, exactly. what, there's yeah. nothing to say. It's like Groundhog Day now. I know. It's so true. Anyway, well, this is really fun. I'm glad we finally got to talk. And I'm really Thank excited you so for you and your book. It's really cool. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jane. Okay, see you at two o'clock. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this Beach Read on Beach Reads Wednesday, part of my July Book Blast. Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibbie Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to Page One Books for sponsoring today's episode. I hope you'll all check out my summer beach bundle at pageonebooks.com. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com.